Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He served at the Pentagon as an Army JAG. He graduated from Notre Dame and has two law degrees from Boston University and Georgetown University. He's been practicing law for over 30 years. He's your family's personal attorney. It's time for the David Carrier Show. Hello and welcome to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. And yes, Wood Radio is back on the air. I guess there was a a blackout yesterday, so of course we had to shut down the station. Terrible, terrible stuff. But anyway, here we are again, live and local and all that good, etc. And <laughs> you have found the David Carrier Show. This is, of course, where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. So give us a call, why don't you? 888-463-2843. That's 888-463-2843. If you have a question, a comment, or concern about wills, trusts, or probate, powers of attorney, you know, all that uh, estate planning type stuff. The elder law part, well, there we're talking about asset protection, making sure that your stuff lasts as long as you do, and you're going to last a lot longer than you think. Well, <laughs> people, you know, it's, it, it does happen. You know, people do last a lot longer than they think. How are we going to make sure that your money lasts as long as you do? Because let's face it, money is choices. If you have money, you get to make choices. If you don't, you get whatever they feel like giving you. Let's not do that. You haven't done it your whole life. You know, since you're 12 years old, you've been, you know, planting celery, picking blueberries, delivering newspapers, babysitting. Why? So you could have a few, <laughs> you have a few coins jingling around in your pocket so you could make some choices. Well, why should that end now? I don't get it. I Really, it's a total mystery to me why anyone would just surrender their autonomy. Uh-huh. When you don't have to. Well, if you have to, I guess you have to. But uh, uh, <laughs> but what if you didn't? Uh, and the fact of the matter is people go broke every single day doing that long-term care thing uh, when it's just not necessary. Just not necessary. Give us a call at 888-463-2843 and we'll uh, explain it all to you if you have a question about it anyhow. We also deal with real estate and business law. So if you're looking to buy, sell a home, you know, avoid the three problems with every listing agreement, the six problems, the six downfalls of every buy-sell agreement. Well, give us a call, 888-463-2843. Of course, we deal with business law as well, and that's any aspect of that. Um, you know, why is it uh, important Important to uh, put that stuff in writing? It is kind of important, especially if you're going to go into business with uh, with somebody else. It's painful. It is painful. I agree. I know it. That's why you don't want to do it. That's why partners always avoid it. But, uh, uh, you know, stitching time saves nine. That's just, just the way it is. A little bit of work now saves a lot of heartache later on. So give us a call, 
2843. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. So today, you know, one of the things that, that always comes up when we're, when we're putting a plan together is uh, people are like, well, which one of the kids should be in charge? And then the next question, of course, is in charge of what? And there's really, it breaks down into two categories. Three, if you have minor children, okay? Uh, the first thing that we worry about, the first, first thing you have to be concerned about is who's the right person to, and I know this is basic stuff, but sometimes you, you got to go back to the basics, right? Just ask, <laughs> just ask a U of M fan uh, this morning, you know? Oh, geez, only four from, well, you know, basics, ball control, right? Uh, you know, working your plan, planning your work. Anyway, um, basics. So one of the basics is who's going to be in charge of stuff and who's going to be in charge of the money side of things. Now, listen, people say, well, are we talking about the executor or the uh, the uh, trustee? Or It doesn't matter. Just think of it as money-type decisions, financial-type decisions, okay? All right, there's three kinds of decisions. There's money-type decisions, health-type decisions, and child or kid-type decisions. Let's talk about the money decisions first. And the deal is, the thing is, it's not about age order. I and mean, let's get some other stuff out of the way. A number one, okay, Lots of folks feel that a particular person, whether it's the oldest child or somebody like that, right, or the good friend or whoever it may happen to be, uh, they often feel that if they didn't put that person in, right, as first or second or even in the lineup at all, uh, they feel, oh, they'll be heartbroken, right? They'll feel bad. This person will feel bad because I did not put them in the lineup, you know, or make them my... Uh, trustee or what have you. Let me tell you, that is like the worst, totalist, horriblest, not good reason for choosing somebody. Okay, and and a lot of people feel that way. I get you feel that way, but but you know, let's let's just reflect a moment on what it is you're asking somebody to do. Okay, I mean, is it an honor? Is it a distinction? Is it, you know, give you a warm fuzzy that mom and dad thought that you should be in charge of the money? Well, I suppose. And that warm fuzzy will last just as long as it takes for you to figure out what the heck they asked you to do, which is a lot of work. I mean, I've been in situations where you had the kids around the table, right? And, uh, you know, dad's passed and mom's trying to decide what to do. And she brought all the kids and, and they're all like, not me, not me, you know, passing that thing around like a hot potato because they didn't been involved with it before. Whereas people who haven't been involved with it before, you know, they've never gone through, uh, you know, a trust administration or a probate administration or anything like that. They're like, ooh, I should be the trustee. It's like, listen, you don't want it. It's the poison pill, right? It's the hot potato. You don't, you know, they will genuflect and call you blessed if you, you know, if you let this cup pass their lips, okay? So, so number one, clear out of your head any notion that you're doing anybody any favors, right, or bestowing some, you know, sought-after honor or privilege or something by making them tr the trustee. That is not what's going on, A number one. You're asking them to take on a burden. And these people, and, and so just, you know, are they the kind of folks who will finish what they start? Are they the kind of folks who can put up with criticism? Are they the kind of people, right, who are willing to do the work, okay? You know, think about, think. how about this? Um, you're gonna decorate for Christmas, right? 
Well, decorating for Christmas means hauling all that stuff out of the attic or the basement, wherever you stash it most of the time, setting it all up, blah, 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 blah. Or, or even, even better, because we've got Thanksgiving coming up, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna polish the silver for, for Thanksgiving? Okay, who, Which one of your kids is going to be the one who steps up and say, here I am, Mom, you know, I'll help you know, iron the linens or whatever? Or who would, and none of them will, of course, but, I mean, <laughs> who would you feel most comfortable asking? for that. Okay. That's the person, you know, number one. I mean, that's just the first qualification, right? Is are they willing to do the work? Because now, now in our law firm, I mean, you hear about trust administration drag on for years, right? And that happens, uh, you know, two years, three years, there was a uh, house in my dad's neighborhood went empty for years. Why? Because she had appointed brother now, this is in Massachusetts anyway, n- not a case of mine, but I, I actually wound up talking to the next generation because brother wouldn't do anything. Brother's down in Florida. He wouldn't give up authority because it was the honor, it was the privilege, you know, to be the guy, but but nothing happened, all right? And there was a trust that didn't even go through probate. It could have been done quickly. It wasn't. I was just dragging out and couldn't get brother to focus. <clears throat> so, of course, brother dies, and now the next generation has got to step up to do it, but this stuff has been in the house. You know, we actually went through. I was visiting Dad, and we went through the house because uh, they were there, and and he was like, "Hey, look, that house has been empty forever. And now there's somebody over there." So we went over. Anyway, uh, you see, you, now I'm not. Sh- I'm sure Brother was honorable and you know good and all the rest of the stuff. He just wasn't willing to do the work, and it could have been function of age or incapacity, or who knows what, right? But it didn't get done. So number one, pick somebody who's going to do the job. Understand that you're not asking, you're not bestowing a gift. You're asking a big favor, a huge favor. Okay. Now, when we get our stuff, when we when when we get involved in one of these cases, right? Uh, you know, our whole goal is that you know we keep up the momentum, we keep up the pressure to get the thing done. We don't have them dragging on for two or three years because there's no reason for it. It's just a matter of look, there are things that need to get done. There's a process, there's a procedure, there's a way to do these things so that six to nine months out, we're really done. And so we'll power through on that. But it's frustrating. And we'll and we'll take the, you know, the person who wants to sit down on the tracks, you know, we'll we'll move them along. Okay. Much better to be working with somebody who wants to get it done as much as you do and is willing to participate in that process. So number one, uh, it's got to understand that you're not giving anybody a gift that you're asking a big deal to be your money person, your trustee, agent, what have you. Number two, pick somebody who's got the energy to actually get it done. You're listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. To the David Carrier Show, you have found the place where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. Easy to get a hold of us, 888-463-2843. That's 
463-2843. We will get your question, comment, or concern on the air. But you got to call us. Or you can drop us an email, david at davidcarrierlaw.com. Love to get the emails. Going to get to a few of those, I don't know, at some point. Uh, <laughs> you can also what? You also mail us, I suppose, you know, by the U.S. Postal Service. Love to get those. Um, what else? Oh, or you can go to the website, davidcarrierlaw.com. You can actually leave comments on the website. Um, and on the website, that's where we have all the information about the life plan workshops, the PACE workshops, doing a lot more PACE workshops. It's really great because more and more families are finally figuring out that you really don't have to send your spouse or your loved one uh, to a long-term care facility. PACE will, you know, brings it to you. And there's, uh, it, there's just so much going on with it. If you have any interest, you know, if you're caring for your spouse now, right, and things aren't getting easier, which you know they're not. See, this is so frustrating having this conversation because I had exactly this conversation with my father, my dad. Now, maybe it's just because I'm the kid, right? And he still remembers changing my diapers or something like that, which is why he totally ignored me. Um, and it was my sister who called the 911. You know, it was other people who finally did this, right? Who, who finally said, okay, we're going to take some action, right? In the meantime, he's getting three hours of sleep a night, two hours of sleep a night, trying to care for mom with the dementia and the whole nine yards, okay? Did not reach out the helping hand. And it's not like he didn't know, okay? <laughs> he knows better than you guys know. You just listened to me on the radio, and and I was on the phone. To, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just putting one foot in front of the other. Hey, I get it. You know, I understand. You know, 50 years of marriage and all the rest, but still in all, you know, little self-preservation here, a little mom preservation. How, do you think you're getting mom her pills on time? Do you think you're doing all the things that are necessary, even with the help of the family, my sisters and uh, the, the sisters and brothers who are local up there, uh, over there, you really think that good thing is happening? Okay. It ain't. It is not. Okay. Mom's, you know, she needs more care than you can give. And the th- great thing about PACE, Program of All-Inclusive Care for the Elderly, the thing about PACE that's so great is you don't have to move. Okay. Don't spiral down until residential care is the only option. So get to the website. You see these PACE workshops that are on there or you can do a free consult. That's fine too. Um, but we just absolutely love the pace because it, it, it suits what most people want so well. You know, it's stay in control, stay in your home, get the care you need. Don't kill yourself keeping the other one out of the nursing home, okay? Because there are services that are there that are good for them, good for you. And it doesn't cost you anything other than the thousands and thousands of dollars you've already paid into the system during your work and life, okay? I mean, it's it's like that, Okay. You paid in, now's the time, all right? It should be a two-way street. Okay, that's Pace. Love Pace. Absolutely do. Anyway, um, let's get back to it. Who should you who should you pick to be in charge of your stuff? Well, number one, just to recap, uh, you're not handing out lollipops here, okay? It's a stick of dynamite. You're, you're asking the kid to do a lot of work, and it can blow up in their face, okay? Then, so that's number one, all right? Realize that. Number two, uh, it should be somebody who's energetic, who's willing to actually do the work. Uh, so often you get people in those positions who don't want to do it. You wonder, how, why didn't anybody think that this person would actually follow through? Because they're not. The other thing is this. This gets a little touchy sometimes, but you just got to face it. Are we dealing with somebody here whose integrity uh, is absolutely unquestioned? 
okay? I always say that the person that you choose to be in charge should be somebody uh, where it's just immediately obvious to everybody that that ought to be the person, okay? If you have to sort of kind of talk yourself into it, right? Well, you know, I've been on the wagon for, well, it's been weeks now, I'm sure. Anyway, that's not the kind of person you should pick, all right? Um, it should be somebody in whose, inte- whose integrity is absolutely unquestioned. Um, because here's the thing. It's a huge temptation. You've got a checkbook, okay? You've got authority as the trustee, as the, um, as the uh, personal representative, as the agent under the power of attorney, all these money positions. You have huge authority and no immediate oversight, okay? You, you know, you heard the, everybody's heard the story of the, you know, the Little League mom who goes to prison for embezzling from the Little League concession stand. Well, I guarantee you, the Little League mom who took on the concession stand didn't do that, right, to, to steal. But it kind of worked out that way. You know, somebody was late with the this and the that and had to pay this bill and the taxes were due and the kid didn't have shoes and, you know, et cetera. And that's how these things happen. Okay. So it should be somebody who's financially stable, who's not going to be subject to that kind of temptation. And then it should be somebody whose personality you're very familiar with. Right. You know, uh, and, and you should be able to think of examples, think of examples where things that this person decided were painful, okay, were painful to themselves, were painful to other family members, but it was the right thing to do, okay, because they will be making decisions that other family members will disagree with that will be painful, okay? That, that's part of the job because, the, you know, the, there's no uh, unlimited supply. You got to make decisions, Okay, they got to slice up the pie a certain way. And so it should be somebody that you're talking to who is, you know, unquestioned integrity now and willing to make the tough decision. They have to have, I would say, you have to have broad shoulders to be a fiduciary, to be a trustee, an agent, an executor, what have you. Okay, um, so that's that's the those are the sorts of things you really got to be. And then they've got to have some business sense. Okay. You don't want the person who's always complaining about the cardboard roof that get sold to them by the person who was traveling salesman. You know what I mean? They got to have some sense. Um, but but the first two, energy, right? If they're willing to work. Secondly, integrity, unquestioned, unquestionable integrity, uh, and then finally some sense. I mean, that's that's sort of down on the list. A lot a lot of people say, well, you know, so and so is really good with money. Well, how do you know? Well, he's been through bankruptcy three times and handled it great. Well, okay, probably not. Right. The skill is not that important, not as important as the aptitude, um, you know, the knowledge. I mean, the experience is probably not as important as the aptitude, as the willingness to, to do the stuff, willingness to take tough decisions. Um, so that's the that's the money people. When we get back, we'll talk about who should be in charge of your health care. Now, here's the other thing. What if you don't have anybody? What if you have three kids and you put them all on there because all of them meet the criteria, okay? But what if something were to happen to all three of them? Now what? Okay, or what if they're not, or they just don't want to do it? Then you ask them and they said, no. Okay, who's going to be in charge now? When we get back, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. You're listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney.
Welcome back to the David Carrier Show, where we are playing the funeral dirge for a once mighty football program. <laughs> ah, come on. There's still the victors. Hail to the victors. Well, not last night. Anyway, uh, you're listening to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney, and you found the place where we talk about estate planning, elder law, real estate, and business law. Give us a call, why don't you? 888-463-2843. That's 888-GO-DAVID, and uh, we'll get your question on the air. Uh, you can also drop us an email, david at davidcarrierlaw.com, or get on over to that fabulous website, davidcarrierlaw.com, uh, where you can sign up for a life plan workshop. You know, these are the workshops we're doing. God, we are doing so many workshops these days. It's unbelievable. Um, but, you know, they're filling up. So there you go. Just meeting the need, meeting the need. That's that's what we're all about. Uh, but it's not just the life plan workshops. We're also doing PACE workshops. We're also doing a few gun trust workshops I think we may have on the calendar. Um, uh, any questions about that, of course, 888-463-2843. Give us a call. Um, but, the, you know, the workshops are what we're doing uh, as a way to get started. Okay. So so often, uh, you know, people jump into the middle of a problem and uh, you don't get good results when you do that. I don't know if you ever noticed that. You know, if you, if you start in the middle, uh, it doesn't work out very well. You should or start at the end. Uh, why not start at the start? Okay. And that's what the workshops are about. It's uh, It's just a way to say, look, no pressure. Look, you're here a room full of people. You're not going to get singled out. And uh, it's just a way to say, okay, well, what is going on with this stuff? Really, really. Uh, and it's a start. It's part of the process. And, you know, when you move, you know, that that's one of the things. I got to tell you, I'll get back to what I was talking about before. But um, one of the things that people say, you know, the families that we work with, and, and it's a, just a few, I've gotten this back a few times uh, where people say, well, I felt like we were on a, um, you know, a conveyor belt. I felt we were on a assembly line kind of thing working with us, which is really unfortunate because everybody's very friendly. But, but see, here's the thing. There's an element of truth in that, okay? Um, we are not making this stuff up as we go along, right? There is a way to do these things so you don't go broke, okay, so that families like yours do not actually, in the real world, you know, we've done thousands of these Medicaid applications. This is not experimental stuff. There's a way you do it, okay? And when you're faithful to that way, okay? Uh, and, and it's not like we're not eyes open all the time. Listen, the law changes, okay? We got we to gotta be on top of this stuff. It's not, oh, we chiseled this in stone umpty ump years ago, and so now it's just what, no, it's not like that. But what it is like is fundamental principles. Our families don't go broke because we take this stuff seriously, all right? And in order to take it seriously, they're just things that you do, fundamental things, one, two, three, four, okay? And when you do it that way, okay, well, then you get results over and over again. We don't make excuses. We deliver. Why? Because we do it this way. Now, when people say, oh, I feel like I'm assembly line. And it's like, well, look, we do want you to go to the workshop. And after you go to the workshop, we do want you to go to a vision meeting. And after you go to, we do want you to go to a design conference. Okay. Take your time. Do the homework. There are ways that we can do this stuff so that at the end of the day, you have something that really works for you. 
okay, that you're going to be happy that you did, but it's not going to be because we just sort of made stuff up as we went along. That's the that's the real important part. Okay, we've got uh, Nancy on the line. Hello, Nancy. Welcome to the David Carrier Show. Hi, thank you. Sure. Um, so my parents are in independent living right now. Okay. And um, we're, uh, you know, trying to get things in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably going to have, um, right now we've got two people on, on their trust. And we're wait, wait, wait stop. I, I don't know what that means, two people on their trust. Okay. Well, it means that my uh, my sister and I are co-trustees. Co-trustees, okay. Okay. Yep. Right. And, I got it. Um, and so we're trying to get all of their, you know, making sure that their finances all are directed toward the trust. Mm-hmm. Except um, what I'm not sure about, and I've heard different things, is when uh, should um, their investments be directed toward the trust? Or it, because one of the one of my financial advisors said, you know, if you put it to the trust, then you don't have as much flexibility um, when they die. And I didn't know what that meant. Right, right. Good question. So, so here's here's my thought on it, and and you hear that a lot from financial advisors, from other attorneys. Okay, not to put, and and the uh, the comment here I've got is uh, talking about four hundred one k. See, see, there's yeah. all right. So, so when we're talking about tax advantaged assets, repli- retirement plan assets, IRA, four hundred one k, four hundred three b, that sort of thing. Yep. All right. Um, it's dangerous, extremely dangerous to put my view of the world to put kids as individual beneficiaries. Everybody does it. Everybody, financial. Everybody tells you put the kids as beneficiary. Um, but what they're ignoring is that three years ago, the United States Supreme Court decided that those assets are not protected against lawsuit when they're inherited by the kid. Now, they are protected against the, for the parents, right? But not for the kid, okay. not for Nancy. Nancy is not. So Nancy gets 100000 Mom and dad have died. Nancy gets $100,000. OK. And now, of course, you've got to pay the tax on that. And the the good thing the the goose that lays the golden eggs is that inherited 401k because what you can do is use your life expectancy to take out required minimum distributions from the 401k what that means or ira whatever it is what that means is that it grows tax deferred continues to grow tax deferred over your life expectancy over your lifetime okay Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so that's a great good thing that's a wonderful yeah. thing. Hardly anybody does it. Usually what they do is they kill the golden goose and they say, no, just cash me out. I'll pay the 40% tax, whatever it is, the income mm-hmm. tax, and yeah. give me the money. Okay. So what we do, now the danger is this. The danger is Nancy backed into a school bus. Nancy has a divorce judgment hanging out there. Nancy's business failed. Nancy is going through bankruptcy. Nancy had an upside down house. Million different things. If any of those things happen to you so that there's a judgment out there, okay, the 401k money can be intercepted by whoever holds the judgment. Now, the danger is this. See, if it's if it's the other money, if it's the money from the sale of mom and dad's house, well, you had the money, you lost the money, ground zero. Too bad, so sad for Nancy, but well, whatever. The problem with the 401k money, the IRA money, is when they take the money, 
the money is gone. The 100000 is gone. But Nancy, who owes the income tax on the 100000 that you don't have anymore? You do. Are you with me on this? Well, why wouldn't I have it, though? Because, I mean, I'm just saying, because because you got divorced. Oh, you, yeah. If I lose it because of a, a suit or something. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And you can okay. tell me people never get divorced. People never go bankrupt. People, you know, you can tell me all these things don't happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, you know, okay. You know, that's your world. Um, but, you know, these things do happen. And when they do, have you protected against it? The answer is most of the time, no, people have not. And most trusts, the way they're established, they actually collapse what you can do with the 401k. You don't get to, you know, you and your sister okay. don't get to use your own life expectancy. But it doesn't have to be right. that way. You see, you can set up the trust, and this is what we do. Um, you can set up the trust as what they call a, require, a, a qualified designated beneficiary. And when you do that, each individual beneficiary gets to use their own life expectancy. So you maximize the tax benefits and it's protected as well. So that if you did, you know, have some sort of lawsuit or judgment out there, you're not risking $40,000 of tax debt just because mom and dad put you on the 401k. You see? Okay. See? So you can put it, you can just word the trust in a way that protects, gives you flexibility. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. You can accomplish the same thing through the trust. Mm-hmm. It's just that hardly anybody does it. And so when you talk to a financial advisor and they've got all the heebie-jeebies about, oh, no, don't make the trust the beneficiary. Well, that's good mm-hmm. rule of thumb advice because most trusts aren't set up to be beneficiary of an IRA. But that doesn't mean right. you can't. It just means they don't. So what if? Okay. What if, uh, have I answered the question? Okay. Yeah. All right, Nancy. Thank you very much. for. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're okay. listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Welcome back to the David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Let's wrap up, shall we, about who should be in charge of your stuff. Number one, somebody who's willing to do it, okay? And don't assume that they are because it's a lot of work. Number two, somebody who's got the energy to carry it through, someone who's got the skills, and someone of unquestioned integrity. Now, what if something happens to you and to the people that you've named, all of the people that you've named? This is why when we're putting together the list of people who should Manage your money for you, your trustees, agents, power of attorney, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, We're putting together that list. What we always do is we always put in a corporate trustee as the final backup. Now, this person, there's no disclosure, there's no fee, there's no involvement, okay? But we always put them in last. And the reason we do that is what if something happens? What if, 
you know, oh, that'll never happen. Okay. I don't live in the world of that'll never happen. I live in the world of everything happens eventually. Okay. And if it happens to you, I kind of think you want to know what my solution is instead of what my excuse is. And the excuse being, well, it didn't happen to somebody else. <laughs> it didn't happen to those guys. So it should be okay that it happened to you, whatever that bad thing is. So this is why we always put in a, a corporate trustee at the end, because the one thing you know about corporate trustees, uh, you know that they don't know you, they don't know your family, they're not going to be sympathetic, etc. Et yeah, you know all that kind of thing. But what you also know is they're not going to steal, okay? All right, they're not going to misappropriate funds. Um, it may not work out exactly the way, you know, with the insight and everything else that your kids would have or something like this. That's true. But at the same time, if your kids could do it, they'd be in line, but now they can't. So what am I going to do? Just go to probate court and ask the judge, hey, judge, would you please appoint somebody? No, I'm not going to do that. Instead, we're going to put that person in the lineup. We're going to put that corporate trustee in the lineup. And here's why that's especially important when we, um, uh, especially important when we uh, are dealing with the long-term care stuff, the Medicaid stuff, because uh, you can go to probate court and have a guardian appointed, have conservator appointed. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Uh, but that conservator is going to be limited to the probate court authority. You see, there are certain things that probate court will allow you to do. Okay. Basically, sell whatever you got and spend it. Sell it and spend it. That's pretty much, you know, if you want to boil it down. Okay. You got something, you owe money. Sell your stuff, pay the money. Well, what if instead we wanted to supplement what Medicaid provided? What if we wanted to use your assets, leverage your assets, your stuff? I'm not talking about changing investments or anything, but what I am talking about is using your money to add on top of what Medicaid will provide. Okay, what if we wanted to do that? Oh, you can't do that. I beg to differ. You know, there are ways to do that. We've only done it a few thousand times. So, you know, there are ways to do that, but your conservator is not going to be allowed to. That's why we do the power of attorney the way we do. That's why we give certain authority to that agent, to the person who's working for you, okay, the son or daughter. Uh, we, we give them that authority. Well, what if I run out of those people? What if I don't have someone as a backup? Well, now I've lost the opportunity to do that kind of planning. I don't lose that opportunity when I have a corporate trustee, you see, so if you say, well, if I run out, I'll just do conservator. And frankly, you know, frankly, for most of the powers of attorney we see, and I mean 95% of them, it wouldn't matter because nobody's thinking about this stuff. I mean, at least not in the, I mean, the documents don't reflect that anybody was thinking about it. It's the, the, the typical financial power of attorney is all about sell it and spend it. I mean, that's really what it's about. And does it have gifting powers? Does it have all the you know, goofy stuff that you need to comply with the Medicaid rule. No, it doesn't. Well, you know, you didn't ask me to do that. Right, I get it, because that never happens. <sighs> anyway, um, I don't want to lose the possibility of doing that, and when I put a corporate trustee in there, I'm not going to. Are you with me on this? You see, so put the natural kids in. You know, if you've got people, brother, sister, friend, whoever it is, uh, in, in whom you have unquestioned confidence, integrity, uh, energy to do the job, right? Willingness to follow through, that's very, very important. Uh, but then also, uh, 
we, we always put that corporate trustee in last because if something happens to those natural people, the people that you want to uh, you want to do the thing, now we're going to have that other, you know, the other. Now, it's a little different when it comes to health care. See, uh, with health care, proximity is important. Also, I should say, with the financial stuff, it doesn't matter where they are. They could be anywhere in the world. You know, we got fax and Internet all over the place, right? So we've got, you know, trustees and many other states we've got people overseas acting as trustee just not that big a deal the locality is not that big a deal when it comes to the money it's a big deal it's a big deal when it comes to the health care unless the person's a medical professional in which case they all talk the same language so that's okay but if if your kids are not medical professionals then and you've got you know well jimmy be pretty good Janie would be pretty good yeah it's hard to decide but Janie is local then you go with the local one because they're more likely to be able to show up at the hospital in 20 minutes, all right, to, to be involved, to be making those decisions. Do you see? So proximity, locality matters when we're talking about health care. It doesn't so much matter when we're talking about finances. Also, you know, sometimes you've got kids who uh, wouldn't have the energy, let's say, or the stick to uh, to carry out the trust administration. That doesn't mean you shouldn't put them on as patient advocate because typically the decisions you make, the healthcare type decisions, right, they're not the sort of long, drawn out um, kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not like having to run the money for a year or six months or nine months or as long as you're alive and then for the administration afterwards. Do you see? With the, with the healthcare, it's usually more limited. Now, it can be a much greater emotional burden, okay? And and sometimes people say, look, I can't put Jimmy on. I put Jimmy on, he'll be a wreck. He won't be able to make a decision, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, good to know. But here's the other thing. Remember, with the mon- on the money side of things, I, I have a go-to. I can go to a professional trustee who won't steal the money, who'll make pretty good decisions, okay? Maybe not as personal, maybe not as focused on your family, as your kids would, which is why we put the kids first, typically, okay? But at least they'll make good decisions. On the healthcare side of things, nobody does that. There were there there have been a couple of organizations that claim to, uh, but our experience with them was sufficiently negative that we don't, you know, doesn't really work. Uh, that's my opinion. So would you, would you rather have, and this is the decision you have to make. So the first couple, yeah, we're really solid on them. Well, should I put this other kid on there? My advice is typically, yeah, you sh- you know, unless they're, you know, really completely out of it. Uh, yeah, and the test is, the way you should think about this is, would I rather have Jimmy do it? I know it'll be very upsetting, and I know he probably won't make as good decisions as Janie will, right? But would I, but if Janie can't do it, all right, if Janie's not available, would I rather have Jimmy or pitch the thing into probate court? Do you see? Because there is no, there's no reliable backup when it comes to the healthcare decisions, as there is when it comes to the financial decisions. Okay, so when you're now, there's a third kind of person that we're we're worried about. That's the kid people, and I've got 30 seconds to talk about the children. Well, this is if you have minor children, and we need to point somebody. The person that you pick for your kids might be the same as the one for your patient advocate but should not be the same person you pick for the money, okay? You want the money people and the kid people to be different so they keep an eye on each other. That's really what you want to do there. 
Okay? You've been listening to The David Carrier Show. I'm David Carrier, your family's personal attorney. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.